Hey everyone, just a quick content warning for this week's episode. There are mentions of trauma and suicide and coming out, which can be triggers for some people. Please, if you need help, please seek it. Uh, You are not alone and there are others going through what you are and there are so many people around you to help. I will list some links and resources below for anyone who needs them. Thanks so much for listening, and let's get into the episode. Hello everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of The Queerance. I'm your host, Sarah Brown, she, her, and this week I'm joined by an amazing, amazing human being, Brandon Smith, he, him, and Brandon is an artist here in New York City, originally from St. Louis, Missouri, And they co-own Golden Boy Productions, and they also run a live every Monday called Mental Health Mondays, dissecting the mental health of the communities around them. So I really hope you enjoy this week's episode. Uh, Give us a like, subscribe, and write us a review. Or you can email me at thequeriancepodcast at gmail.com. So I hope you enjoy this week's episode of The Queerians. You hit on some very important topics, you know, points of just what it takes to even just to be vulnerable. Um, I think knowing that, first of all, you have to know what vulnerability is and um, know, yeah, really, I really had to find out what vulnerability was throughout my experience of being able to cry, being able, you know, vulnerability, there's so many sectors to it. There's emotions, you know, you have to start there. And I think as a kid, you know, I can give you an old example of having a dog, my first dog, my first puppy as a kid. And, you know, as a kid, you're happy about this dog. You're exuberant. Um, But at the same time, there was this conflict, um, growing up as a child, young, young kid, young boy, um, about expressing the love, you know, or being tender with, with, and vulnerable with my dog, you know, and it's a puppy and I'm a child. (laughs) That's not okay. (laughs) You know, and having to be secretive and, you know, not, you know, the emotion and, you know, when he passed on, it was just like, my mother came to me and it was consulted. I remember that time. It was like, okay, wow. Like, you know, I really cared and it was crying, but you know, and I felt guilty for a while. So I had to even know that like, for me, vulnerability wasn't something that I knew immediately. I knew, didn't know necessarily that emotions and being a, a, a kid and being a man and being a, a black man, black queer man, um, being able to feel and being able to express one's emotions was okay. So <clears throat> I had to start there you know, throughout my journey. Um, and, you know, and I had to learn, you know, what, what those things, and I think learning, you know, acting and getting into the arts and music really helped me to access those things because that for me, you know, you talked on a safe space that for me gave me the opportunity to be like, okay, well, you know, here I can, you know, talk to other vulnerable, you know, talk to another, you know, this is an emotional career you know you have to be tapped in you know you have to be present with their body you know otherwise no one's not believable you know so Mm -hmm. 
I think given that space and that opportunity, that really gave me an opportunity to be vulnerable and access my emotions. And I honestly, I think that was that that really saved me as a kid of having that space to express those emotions like that. You know, here I can and I can leave it there, you know, and I think that's I think that's what I had to I think going through that journey, you know, in the arts that really helped me lead to, you know, what and how to access vulnerability. And I think that's what helped me pave the way. I'm going to say that because I, you know, there were definitions and even as a man, you know, mm-hmm. growing up and seeing other men, you know, that when you don't have people that show that and you don't resemble that, and it's not the norm, especially in our country, um, you know, if you look a certain way, and, you know, you have to, you're supposed to behave a certain way. And it's like indoctrinated into you. And then also indoctrinated to women and folk that, you know, you know, uh, go into this world as women. So it's just like, it's so, there's so many conflicting things. So I think really the arts sort of like gave me that room to access that vulnerability in my life and take that on to a story. So that was like that one step in the journey. Um. But I, I, and then I, you know, then you learn, obviously, in the relationships, you know, it just really, I think the arts really set those steps up of, like, having a safe space, giving, you know, trusting the people. Um, you know, something I learned on earlier, just, like, have one person in your circle that you can go to and talk about that that thing, you know, that you can trust, that is very important. And this is what I tell my kids. I'll tell my kids, and when I, you know, when I become a parent, it's just, like, I want my children to know that. You know, I, I need you to go and get that one person that you can go to because there are people that don't even have that, you know, and there are queer people that don't even have that. And you imagine being queer and like trying to figure out your identity. Like I'm going back and forth in, in my therapy, you know, telling my therapist, I'm like, listen, we all got an identity issue. If you don't, good for you, mate. Good for you, bro. Good for you, chick. Cool. <laughs> good for you, man. But the majority of us, you know, it's, it's hard out for the streets and it's not okay. And so, but somehow we get through it. And I think it's, I think it's something to, to be adhered to, um, especially like being a queer person of color. So mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah, I think, I think it's, it's that, that's pretty much, yeah, that's, that's pretty much my journey, you know? And I think, you know, how to, how to get that, you know, really, really, I had that one person to really go out and, and talk this over with, you know, and that way, you know, I found that in my older brother, thank God, in some ways, and also my best friend. So you know, so you got to surround yourself, you know, surround yourself by good people. Yeah. I, th- I was just talking to my friend about that, how important it is in our industry to surround yourself with and that you can trust. That's very, very important. Uh, people who you can be creative with and people who you can trust that your ideas will be respected or at least uh, listened to in a way and again that's part of being vulnerable with your ideas yeah yeah i mean and then and then here's the thing with vulnerability is that like we all can access these things you know when you're vulnerable and you think the trust is placed and then that's then you're deceived because that place is no longer trustworthy and you are now vulnerable there's lots of cases where vulnerability you know can be you know misused and you know and how do you how can you go out there and protect yourself you know because that's happened throughout my life it was just like <laughs> you know you've been in places where it's like hard to open up because you 
kind of, you hurt. And that's also an issue. People haven't healed properly with, you know, accessing that vulnerability. You know, like I got, I'm always, you know, every day, every day you have to do the work. So I want to get into your story because at Queerance, we're all about our stories as queer people. And we, all of our stories are very unique uh, and they're sort of our blueprint to us. So I always ask the question here, you know, how did you come out? Or when did you come out? Specifically just to yourself. Because I think that's almost that's just as important as when you come out to other people. You know, my out story was just it's kinda interesting. You know, mm-hmm. I again, like when you don't have proper people set up in systems that don't look like you, mm-hmm. you don't really know where you sort of fit in. Um, I think when I first realized that I liked men or like you know, as a, as a young teenager, you know, I, 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 my, my out story or when I was comfortable with myself or in that journey of discovery, I would say probably around like 15. Then, you know, my experiences with the, with, with the boy was around that age too. And then, you know, there was a journey of being by, by and, you know, so I think it was a while for me to like understand where I was trying to fit in, you know, navigating this male society and still, people that are still navigating this male society. But I, I feel like, yeah, after, you know, going through that journey at 15, you know, and then maybe I would say like college 18, I was like, all right, I'm out. And I always like fought with coming out. So I never really officially came out. So my, I mean, like, if you don't see it, then you blind. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, I always had an issue with coming out because I was just like, it was so decorated. And like my brother, I can give you a funny story. So I'm sitting over here. Um, and it was very cute. It was very nice. And my, I guess I came out to my brother. He, he more so out at me. He was like, so, like, you're gay, right? I was like, yeah, don't you know? And, like, crying, like, it's so dramatic. And he goes, it's fine. Like, you're good. Like, I love you. I already know this. Like, it's fine. I was like, well, how did you know? He goes, well, like, your music changed and it was just like so different and my older brother he's like well your music changed I was like all right and I guess at that time I was listening to a lot of Regina Spector and Ingrid Michaelson and I mean I mean listen if you don't know the queers then you don't know the queers that's your fault and my brother know the, knows the queers and my brother is super supportive and I've always had him sort of like my my best friend my ally you know and so I'm always been grateful for that. He's been super supportive. Um, and, you know, it's it's been a journey, you know. But, like, my my family, I think I came out, I, I performed at Gay Pride in St. Louis, and I was on the car driving. My mom was driving me to, I was dropping me off. And she was, like, kind of mad. She was like, so, are you gay? And I was like, I mean, yeah. Like, I, yeah. Yeah, like, man. And it was just like, and then my oh, my siblings, my siblings are like, yeah, Brandon, when you were four, these are my stepbrothers and sisters, they're like, yeah, me and Plenty were like, you're four, like, at four, he's like, he's he's gay, like, he's a little gay boy, like, I don't know what Hardy Ray, my stepdad's gonna do, but I was just like, he's like, he's a little gay boy, and I was like, you know, so it was just, it was just very interesting. I don't know, it was more so like, it is what it is. I feel like if people want to come out, they can come out. If you 
when you do, you know, whatever you expect, you know, like un- understand that it's like, it may be anti-climactic. It may not be what you think it is, any meanings of it. And, you know, maybe you might come out again. You know what I'm saying? Like we're queer as fuck. So <laughs> yeah, I think right now we need to learn more about who we are and stop labeling so much. And I feel like that's the thing with identity is that, you know, I thought I was a twink and bear and all. I'm like, I'm, tw- I'm like 16. Like I'm none of these things. <laughs> I'm just a teenager that likes boys, like <laughs> trying to like kiss boys. Like <laughs> that's it. That's all I'm trying to do. And like rock out to Katy Perry. Like that's all I wanted to do as a 16 year old. And like, like every other 16 year old normal, you know what I'm saying? It's nothing abnormal about being a 16 year old want to kiss boys like so it's just like i don't know my best friend and i we've always been super close and i had him had them um you know and we we really just mind our own business we were some very little queer little gay kids running around st louis (laughs) yes yes amazing that's a great story i really love hearing that i love hearing when like you know it's interesting because a lot of people i know will like come out to their siblings first it's like, that's who we feel the safest with. And, you know, I mean, because that's who we want to, again, feel vulnerable about, you know, like, that's our thing. Um, So I want to talk about your lives that you do every Monday, or most Mondays, uh, with your talking about mental health. And it mental health and the queer community they're one in the same. It's a very, you know, a lot of us have issues. I mean, regardless of if you're queer or not, we all have issues. We're human beings, but a lot of the trauma that, (laughs) um, a lot of the trauma that is faced, especially in the black and queer community, especially like, you know, that's a, it's a big thing. And, you know, there's still a stigma about therapy for many, many communities. I was talking to um, a reverend who uh, is from El Salvador. And, you know, she was saying, you know, a lot of old school uh, in the Latina and Latina, uh, Latino community, it's still a stigma for to, like, go to therapy and talk about your feelings and stuff like that. Um, so how did this, like, concept come about when you wanted to talk to people about mental health and, and kind of bring that to the forefront? I mean, I've always journeyed, my journey, you know, with identity, it's had, you know, one of the same, you know, mm-hmm. and so mental health was something that I've been passionate about since day one, but mm-hmm. didn't know that, you know, I think over the last three years, I really started to be more vocal about my journey because it was just necessary. found more people that were also talking about it and I, you know, started being okay with it. Um, so I really just like, after that stage, I was just like, you know what, like, y'all gonna need to know what's going on because like clearly like this is a lot and I'm gonna have to do what's good for me so it's just like I started to be more vocal about it and like within that like therapy happened you know for me and I realized what I needed and how I how therapy so I can actually talk about it um I think for me this the really really though I, I the 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 real truth is that living in New York there's so many artists that I'm around and I have community and I believe strongly in community, not only just our community, but the queer community, black community, black, brown community, um, our trans community, just community. And the, the forces, AKA the government, the world society, that those forces, they want to attack our lives mm-hmm. at, at day in and day and out. 
and constantly that does a pressure onto you you know what i'm saying and i felt like you know for me being black black people we just you know this didn't happen for over 400 years you know with oppression and and you know racism so i feel like black people we just get beat up and then we just kind of go through it and like we've just mm-hmm. been always doing it that's why we're like superhuman and then you're then you get the queerness in there and you're like all right well y'all are jeopardizing killing me and now this is a problem mm-hmm. so it's just like these issues that are always conflicted and conflated you have to do something with that and for me i'm seeing that my friends are all going through things don't know how to talk don't know how to communicate you know or not not knowing that they can turn to and i really just want to even be vocal about hey go get therapy hey mm-hmm. here's some steps hey like i got you hey like it's okay hey i'm here to listen if you need to rant you know i'm hey i'm here to leave space you know and so for me i i realized that you know like we gotta we have to do something here because this isn't working and you know last year i briefly i i was serving at um, an art gallery um as the artistic director and one of our um one of our artists he um basically he you know he would come in regularly and you know and then the COVID happened the pandemic happened um and unfortunately he lost his life to uh you know suicide and he was one of our regular artists so you know that really affected me that really affected not only me but also you know the our community um because that's you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. we're artists here in new york city and like we have to do something you know we're artists here we judge ourselves a lot and we are under pressure it, 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 we gotta we gotta talk about it the mm-hmm. shit that we do on normal and the shit and people think that we don't need money or access or resources crazy as hell that we're just doing this shit for fun that we're doing this shit for for like as if we don't have we can't do something else to help out our out the world you know, so it's just like it's very conflicting things against the, the forces that are are held against us. So I have to do something, you know, and it was a more so like I got to do something because we got to we got to talk this shit out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If and for any companies listening, pay your artists. Don't be the flea theater. Pay your artists like that's so important to pay people we don't do this for fun we didn't sign up to starve we signed up to do our craft and that's important um yeah you know i mean that's uh, yeah and to be open and honest about mental health that could save someone's life to be honest like that's a real thing you could be saving somebody's life by saying hey you're not alone i'm going through this too like we may like we may not be in the exact same situations but like hey i know what you're going through and also like the importance of going to therapy i just believe everyone like you know it's yeah um yeah and uh i've been to that gallery was that the mark west gallery in the bronx yeah 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 amazing art amazing art um i'm so sorry about your friend rest in peace um and i hope everyone can find healing and prayers to their family that's that's a very very tragic 
Um, yeah, I mean, we're, it's interesting because do you think that COVID kind of brought it out of people to be more open about mental health? Cause we were all kind of like isolated. Do you think that was sort of like a spark? I mean, there have been conversations about it, like, especially, you know, but I, do you think COVID was sort of like, Hey, let's talk about this like a little more. Well, I mean, COVID helped, you know, COVID gave me this time and this space where I thought I, you know, had to be some grand stage when I just connect, I, you know, have community here. I can find ways to have community virtually mm-hmm. with everyone. Um, but I think COVID gave us an opportunity to, to just do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, yeah. I mean, COVID helped. I think COVID, COVID helped. You know, because like we were all, we're all sitting at home, you know, we're affected by this. It's like, you know, I, like my family, like we, we can go through, it's just like people go through a lot of shit and it doesn't, the bullshit never, it doesn't just like miss a family. Like it affects everyone. We all got bullshit, you know? Sharing the bullshit. It's just the bullshit for me. Yeah. COVID, COVID's a little, okay, let's do it. So, um. Mhm. Mhm. Well, Brandon, tell us what you have going on, what you have coming up, and where people can find you, can find your stories, maybe see your face. Tell us about it. You can find me at brandonsmith.arts on Instagram, and um like Sarah said, I host uh Mental Health Mondays, my Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. at 10 a.m. Central, uh, Eastern Standard Time and 9 a.m. Central. Um, I'm also currently working on a documentary um, called Golden of Reflection um, yes. about um, my, uh, my company, um, Golden Boy Productions. Um, we've been workshopping a play um, for about two years. Um, it's about a uh, Golden Black Boy Joy conceptualized about toxic masculinity, healing, and trauma uh, within the Black community. And so right now we're working on a documentary, and we'll be filming that um, going into production next month. And it's amazing, everyone. It's an amazing, amazing piece of art. I've had the pleasure and the honor of seeing it more than once. So everyone should support them because it's an amazing company and it's amazing stories. All right, everyone. Well, that is it for this week's episode of The Queerance. Thanks so much to Brandon for coming on the show this week and telling their stories. You can find them all over social media. Please go and follow them. We will have all the info listed in the description box down below. If you want to follow us, uh, The Queerance Podcast, you can listen on Spotify, Anchor, or anywhere you find podcasts. Uh, please leave a review. Send me an email at thequeriancepodcast at gmail.com if uh, you have any opinions, thoughts, or whatever. So thanks again so, so much for listening. And remember, it's our lives, it's the experience, it's the queerance. Bye!